Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Friday, October 8th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. At number one, we got BTC at $54,247.49, down 0.06%. Number two, Ethereum, $3,608.40, up 2.68%. Binance Coin number three, $440.37, up 3.36%. Cardano at number four, $2.29, up 6.12%. Number five, Tether, $1. XRP, number six, $1.07, up 1.15%. Solana, number seven, $156.43, up 2.71%. Number eight, Polkadot, $34.11, up 7.75%. Number nine, USD coin, $0.99. Cents. And last but not least, number 10, Dogecoin, 24 cents, down 1.00%. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. So we got greed for today, 40, 74. Yesterday was extreme greed at 76. Last week was fear at 27. And last month was neutral at 47. Let's take a look at the five articles for today. The lineup is Bitcoin, Grayscale, and Institutions. Is it time to flip an old narrative? Article two, Canada mulls $7 million fine for a legal Bitcoin mining power plant. Article three, Bitcoin bounces back above $55,000, but trader has his eye on two other cryptocurrencies. Article four, could Ethereum's major price tailwinds push it to $5,000 by end of Q4? And last, the main topic for today is how much would you have if you invested $1,000 in Shiba Inu seven months ago? So before we get into the articles, I just want to say thank you so much for all the supporters and everyone's been liking, subscribing, and sharing my videos and podcasts. If you are on the podcast, it's Dave's Daily Crypto Take on Apple, Spotify, and Google. And if you're in a YouTube space, please like, share, and subscribe. It does help the channel out. So again, thank you so much, and let's keep on going. We got number one. Bitcoin, Grayscale, and Institutions, is it time to flip an old narrative? Grayscale and Bitcoin have always been linked by one common entity, institutional investors. In fact, the widely acknowledged narrative has been that Grayscale caters to institutions with its aggressive accumulation spree in late 2020, coinciding with Bitcoin rallying past its previous all-time high of $20,000. However, since the beginning of April 2021, its GBTC Bitcoin product has traded at a discount. Soon, the inference drawn was that institutions weren't buying into Bitcoin anymore. Irrespective of the bearish drop since August, BTC has been recovering on the charts. Alas, based on Grayscale's activity, some analysts have continued to suggest that institutions might still be on the sidelines. However, it might be time to introspect and the narrative may have been flipped over the past few months. Are investors not interested in Bitcoin or Grayscale's GBTC? Well, the attached chart can be used to highlight the GBTC premium over the last few months. Since the beginning of March, the GBTC product has been traded at a discount as the premium has remained negative. 
While an overheated market crashed in May, many speculated that it might have been due to institutions backing out. It seemed reasonable at the time since Grayscale caters to only accredited investors. However, the market conditions have rapidly changed in the last six months. Towards the beginning of March, the falling premium of for Gary Scales GPTC product may have been indicated suppressed demand for the underlying asset Bitcoin. However, right now, Bitcoin is recovering on the charts and the GBTC premium is still low. Hence, a case can be made that the market is exhibiting, exhibiting uh, suppressed demand for GBTC shares rather than GBTC, BTC, since there are more investment options. Last week, Grayscale recorded zero weekly inflows, which has been the case for a while. However, other Bitcoin investment vehicles, 3IQ, the first Canadian Bitcoin ETF, 21 shares Bitcoin ETP, and ETC Group's BTC ETP in Europe, recorded strong inflows worth over millions. Institutions aren't moving from one side anymore. It is fair to argue the grayscale continues to remain a top dog in the industry. With assets under management worth over $4 billion, it dwarfs every other organization out there in terms of AUM. But now, the market needs to evaluate the institution situation and investments through other organizations' activity as well. An approved Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. will be another major blow for Grayscale as the success of Bitcoin's ETFs in Canada is forcing regulators to contemplate one in the States. Bottom line, Grayscale isn't the home to all accredited investors now. BTC has demanded flowing via other agencies and products as well. So there you guys have it. Bitcoin, Grayscale, and institutions. Is it time to flip an old narrative? Comment down below and let me know what you think about Grayscale and Bitcoin and the GBTC. Article number two, Canada mulls $7 million fine for illegal Bitcoin mining power plant. Albertan authorities said the plant was operating in secret. Setting up a Bitcoin mining operation inside a power plant has become something of a trend. In recent months, companies have started mining cryptocurrency in hydroelectric, natural grass, nuclear, and even volcanic power plants. The idea has proven so popular, in fact, that Canadian authorities are reportedly considering a $7.1 million fine for a company that secretly operated a Bitcoin mining power plant in Alberta. CBC reported that Link Global set up four 1.25 megawatt generators powered by a dormant natural gas well at one site in 2020 without notifying neighbors, the county, or the Alberta Utilities Commission. It then established two sites in other locations, only one of which compiled with the AUC's regulations. CBC said the first site operated without approval for 364 days, a site in Kerbalk operated for 426. Link Global doesn't seem deterred by these potential fines. The company reportedly plans to establish three 10-megawatt cryptocurrency mining facilities in Alberta by the end of this year. It's also said to be planning to submit a response to the AUC, presumably in a bid to reduce the fines. In addition, it is reportedly hoping to move one of the plants and resume operations at the Kirkwall facility after settling the issue. We have acknowledged we made some mistakes and have worked hard to rectify those. However, we have followed the orders of AUC since being notified of issues in early 2021. 
Link Global CEO Stephen Jenkins said in a statement to CBC, our business works to respect the laws, the people and the environment, and we believe that our submission to the AUC will make this apparent. This too has become something of a trend among Bitcoin mining operations. A company in the Finger Lakes region of New York that was criticized for the operation's potential environmental impact announced in August that it would replace a landfill with a significant new solar farm. For example, and a key selling point of El Salvador's volcano-powered Bitcoin projects are their use of clean energy. So what do you guys think about this article? Canada mulls $7 million fine for illegal Bitcoin mining power plant. So comment down below and let me know what you think about this type of scheme. And if you think that more and more countries with power plants are going to be doing more mining. Let's take a look at article number three. Bitcoin bounces back above $55,000, but trader has his eye on two other cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin just made a major comeback. The cryptocurrency rallied on Wednesday, topping $55,000 and hitting its highest level since mid-May. Regulatory fears have eased this week after both Treasury Secret Secretary Janet Yellen and SEC uh, Chair Gary Gensler said they have no plans to impose restrictions on cryptocurrency trading. Bill Baruch, president of Blue Line Capital, had a plan over the summer to beef up his position in Bitcoin as its price plummeted, re-entering at $32,000 and adding to it if it fell to as low as $20,000. It didn't get there. It didn't get my full position on what would that ultimately did. It got me doing more research and trying to find where else could I invest this money that I want to be in crypto, Baruch told CNBC's Trading Nation on Wednesday. Baruch highlights two cryptocurrencies he is getting behind as an alternative to Bitcoin, Solana and Algorand. Solana is actually my highest holding right now. Got in that at a good time and that has risen pretty sharply. I think that has legs to go as well from here. And Algorand to me feels like Solana two to three years ago, he said. Algorand looks constructive on the charts. He continues, Baruch says it looks to be a buy so long as it holds above $1.50. It traded at $1.82 on Wednesday. Delano Saporu, founder of New Street Advisors, says greater adoption of Bitcoin should support a continued rebound. You're looking at more institutions getting involved. We saw a U.S. bank is going to offer institutional custody services. We're also seeing Bank of America implementing research on Bitcoin, as well as, so I think there is still more room to run. He said during the same segment, more constructive headlines in the cryptocurrency world will have a domino effect of drawing more funds into the space, he says. That's going to drive a little bit of momentum and a spike forward if we get some more volume in the buying. I think that could push us a little bit higher here, so I'm still buying. I think it's an opportunity for investors to really do some more due diligence and see if it makes sense for them as well, Saporu said. So there you guys have it. What do you think about this? Bitcoin bounces back above $55,000, but Trader has his eye on two other cryptocurrencies, Algorand and Solana. Comment down below and let me know if you actually hold those two other cryptocurrencies or if you just want to keep on holding Bitcoin and Ethereum. All right, before we get into the next two articles, I just wanna say thank you so much to everyone that's been liking, sharing, subscribing. 
I've been looking at the analytics and I've seen a lot of support in my podcast, especially on Apple. But if you have an Android, you can catch me on Google and also on Spotify as well. And if you're in the YouTube space, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. It does help me out greatly. So again, thank you so much for all the support. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Let's keep on going. Round two, article number four. Could Ethereum's major price tailwinds push it to $5,000 by end of Q4? September was a rough month for crypto investors, particularly for those betting big on Ether since it dipped by more than 13%. Nevertheless, such a pullback wasn't out of the ordinary. In fact, at press time, ETH had significantly recovered from its losses, with its altcoin trading at $3,387. Needless to say, such volatility has fueled speculations about where the altcoin will be in the months to come. So how does Q4 look for ETH? In a recent report for Bloomberg Intelligence, senior commodity strategist Mike McGlone put forward his analysis of what to expect. In doing so, the analyst compared ETH to its closest rival on the market cap charts, Bitcoin. Using a host of different metrics to support his assertion, McGlone argued that he's quite bullish on ETH in Q4. According to McGlone, Ethereum has major price tailwinds in the non-fungible token NFT, fintech, stablecoins, and decentralized finance DeFi space to support its rally. In that context, ETH's price is still in its early days of price discovery and could show further appreciation in price. Moreover, he argued that EIP-1559 execution has added a new bullish aspect to its ETH's price trajectory. Quote, demand and adoption are rising, but our graphic depicts a notable difference from a year ago. Plunging supply at the start of Q4 2020, the 12-month rate of change in the measure of Ethereum supply from Mosaic was closer to 5%. Now it's on track to drop toward 2% because of a recent upgrade. Simply put, the analyst believes that going forward, we might see a consolidating bull market narrative for Ethereum. So ETH versus BTC, the war continues. These two cryptos have been facing off against each other for a long time now. Now, while BTC has dominated the crypto roost so far, is there a flippening on the horizon? Well, some would say most certainly. The digitization of money and finance coupled with ETH's use cases has helped it attract major players. Also, it has been taking a major chunk of the market share when compared to its direct competitors. Consider the chart attached herein. For instance, the second largest cryptocurrency by market cap is starting to shine of late. In the DeFi sector, growth has been exponential, with the total value locked TVL of these assets reaching $100 billion versus the $20 billion recorded in 2020. The report noted, quote, Mosaic and Coindance data place Ethereum atop the food chain, indicative of rising crypto values and its prominence as the go-to platform for smart contracts, NFTs, and the decentralized finances. Curiously, the report also claimed that Ethereum was overextended above $4,000 in May. Right now, however, it seems to be on a sounder footing around $3,300. As covered previously, ETH is favored to climb above $3,500 and test some benchmarks in the coming days. McGlone went on to say, 
with ETH's indicators now moving into a bullish position, expect ETH to overcome its 50% and 61.8% Fibonacci extension levels with relative ease and set a new all-time high close to $5,000. Having said that, CoinShares Insights had a slightly different narrative for the flagship crypto. Despite a week of inflows, it witnessed a dip of about 3% in market share. Needless to say, it will be a few more weeks before we get more clarity. So there you guys have it. Could Ethereum's major price tailwinds push it to 5,000 by the end of Q4? Comment down below and let me know what your prediction is. Do you think it's going to reach five or do you think it's going to reach four? Comment down below and let me know what you think. Let's take a look at the last topic for today. The main is how much would you have if you invested $1,000 in Shiba Inu seven months ago? So two points in this article. Number one, Shiba Inu rose 300% in just one week. Crazy. Musk's tweet and the massive adoption caused the surge. So Shiba Inu has refused any downward movement and is crazily bullish this week. The heat has burned all the bears by rising from 0.0000765 to 0.0000348 in the just five days. The coin has surged by more than 300% in the last week. SHIB was launched as a decentralized meme token in August 2020, following Dogecoin, but the recent movement seems that SHIB is going to take over the Doge position soon. So SHIB recently revealed on Twitter that it has now crossed the 700k holders mark and shared its joy among the community. It tweets, and in yet another milestone, Etherscan reports that we have crossed the mark of 700,000 SHIB holders. We are not stopping growing anytime soon. Welcome new holders to the SHIB army. We are now well on our way to reach 1 million holders. So Shiba Inu recent spike, what factors contributed? The recent Shiba Inu price spike is not dependent on one factor. The tweet by Elon Musk was just the spark. On September 25th, now payments announced that they have contributed to SHIB, and now online and physical stores can accept SHIB payments. So SHIB has been immensely donated to Indian COVID relief fund, and which increased the coin's popularity in the whole of Asia. SHIB came up with their own SHIB ecosystem, which includes SHIB, Leash, and Bone. It also had SHIB Swap as its innovative reward system. The bears started giving up when a whale on October 1st and 2nd grabbed more than $6 trillion coins. The coin started climbing up and the results were visible. The coin has created a huge community on Twitter, achieving $1 million and 1 million followers on Twitter, which clearly indicates its craze among investors. So SHIB price movement in the last four hours. After such a massive surge, the coin touched today's high at around 0.000035 and started a short-term healthy reversal. We can expect the price around 0.000030 zone for the next couple of hours before the next upward rally. RSI indicates huge selling pressure, which also caused a slow reversal pattern. But nonetheless, we can see further upward movement very soon. The high trading volume up by 36% suggests a massive bullish momentum. The low price of SHIB and promising results let users hold millions of coins. The bulls have just arrived and we expect a better position for the coin soon.
So there you guys have it. How much would you have if you had invested $1,000 in Shiba Inu seven months ago? It's already been 300% up in the past five days. That is crazy. Comment down below and let me know if you hold any Shiba Inu. And comment down below if you hold Dogecoin. Which one do you think is going to topple each other? And what do you think if it's going to go in the top 10? All right, let's take a look at the cryptocurrency prices one last time before we head out. Number one, BTC is at $54,247. Ethereum, $3,600. Binance Coin, $440. Cardano, $2.29. Tether, $1. XRP, $1.07. Solana, $156. Polkadot, $34. USD Coin, $0.99. Cents. And Dogecoin, 24 cents. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making it this far into the podcast and YouTube video. Again, this is Dave's Daily Crypto Take. I hope that you guys have a great crypto day. And please, if you can, like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out. So other than that, I'll see you in the next one. Peace.